0: to the family movie night podcast uh where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content that you consume uh and this is episode 62 and we are in a musical moon i'm dancing i'm moving we ready donnie are you grooving oh donnie's grooving donnie say hello so they can see you groove
1: yeah, I caught the groove. I caught the groove. I felt the. Uh oh.
0: Here it comes. Now we're going to pitch it over to the villain of the podcast. Do- Sawyer, you grooving, Sawyer. You grooving with a Sawyer.
2: No. Uh, oh, Sawyer. No. I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I am. Wow. Look, I'm the villain. Like, I'll
0: live up to it. And I'm,
2: look. What? Way, as, to be the
1: rest, way to be the rest note in the best part of the, the symphony. <laughs>
2: look, okay. <laughs> look, I'm like Drax, Drax the Destroyer's wife in the MCU movies. wife is not a dancer, okay? I'm not a dancer, okay?
0: All right, very good. Well, you've already heard from the hero of our podcast, Donnie Dorsey, the villain of our podcast, Sawyer Hewlett. And uh, if you can't tell or you didn't know, because I think a lot of people have not heard of the movie we're discussing today. If you couldn't tell, we are discussing a kids animated musical that is a lot of fun. It's called Vivo. We're going to get to it in a little bit. But first up, Donnie Dorsey, why don't you just go ahead and tell them what it is we do On this podcast,
1: absolutely. So, on this podcast, we encourage every family, a community, Christian church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories and start conversations that matter. The goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have a routine, regular time of connection and shared experiences that will help you build strong relationships.
2: And uh, on this podcast, we want to not only recommend some movies you could watch on your monthly movie night, but give you some ideas of meaningful conversations you could have with your children during or after the movie. And as always, the point of this podcast is not to add another thing to your list of things as a parent that you feel guilty about not doing. We want to make it easier for you and your kids to enjoy being together so that you can build memories and have conversations that matter.
0: And we have a great movie that we think will help your uh, family uh, love this. Uh, this is a movie called Vivo. And uh, this is a movie we think will help you uh, teach your kids about the way of Jesus and his life in a way that you may not expect, because if you haven't heard of this movie, it's available on Netflix. Uh, it is about a music-loving kinkajou, <laughs> which I just did not expect to have to say that word. A kinkajou, which is a monkey, uh uh that embarks on the journey of a lifetime to fulfill his destiny and deliver a love song for an old friend. Uh, And probably what is most notable about this movie is uh, not just uh, that it is a fun animated movie and not just does it feature music by the great Lin-Manuel Miranda. This is the third movie, I believe, of his, or fourth, maybe, fourth movie of his that we are talking about on this podcast, but it also stars Lynn manuel Miranda as the kinkajou uh, monkey uh, named Vivo uh, and was really kind of developed by him. He kind of brought this whole concept to Sony Pictures and in their deal with Netflix, this got released straight to Netflix, uh, and it's a lot of fun, so let's get to talking about this movie um we've talked about in the heights we've talked about in i feel like we've talked about another lin manuel movie but i can't i can't remember for sure uh no we haven't talked about moana yet I, i'll find it in a minute here and, and we'll bring it i feel like this is the fourth but maybe it's just the third donnie dorsey hero of our podcast i feel like this movie was made for you man but i may be wrong i, I may be wrong were you vibing with this movie
1: Absolutely not. just kidding. I absolutely loved it. Like, I I loved everything about it. I mean, it's just one of those movies that I think, like, they give you, there's so much character development, and there's so much, like, character in even the silent or less spoken moments because of the music. Because, like, I'm watching it, and I'm, like, everything about it. Like, I'm loving this. Like, okay, cool. Like, you know, even the character and the animal choice, was very intentional because of like right. various things that would play in the plot i mean the the long lost love like it i mean it it gets everything like it has enough for the parents enough for the kids like it's just a it's an overall good movie i mean it's another it's another home run for uh and will i'd say
0: yeah i think it's I think it's a lot of fun and I will just say and I think fun is the best way to describe this movie because um, unlike uh, this is closer to, and so I will say this, we've talked about Mitchell's versus the machines on here. Um, This is one of those animated movies that doesn't feel as Disney fied as some of the other ones that we've obviously the Disney ones we've talked about in that this movie is really just trying to be a fun funny time um there is a little bit of emotion but it's not gonna try and pull on your heartstrings as much I think little kids will like it I think teenagers probably not as much because it's very animated like I mean it feels it feels like a kid's movie um so I want to throw it to the villain of our podcast here Sawyer Hewlett, um, who is just the death of music himself uh just <laughs> that just that sad silence that exists in your soul when you when you stare up at the stars and you say, there's nothing there. <laughs> that silence, Sawyer Hewlett. Jeez. What do you think about this movie?
2: Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it had some good music um, and uh, good, good vocal performances. I, I look, it's Lin Manuel Miranda. There's a level of, um, like, um, I think, I think as moviegoers and as as podcast hosts, we get spoiled with excellent music, and uh, there's a part of me that's like when I watch a musical that's not done by, by Lin-Manuel Miranda at this point, I kind of start to be like, Hmm, well, whatever, I guess we'll see. And, uh, <laughs> and, and this is just another reinforcement of that behavior. I think of me being like, yeah, he's the best. There's, there's not many notes that I can give, you know? Right. Uh, he just, he just absolutely kills it, uh, at the music part. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought, you know, considering what we're going to talk about yeah this this is just this is a good movie you know there's there's not that many more things that i can say without just getting superfluous so
0: i think I think this is one of those movies that if you've got young kids at home, if you want to, if you're tired of hearing, we don't talk about Bruno over and over and over again, this is another one that they will get obsessed with. And like other Lin-Manuel, you'll enjoy it for about three months and then you'll want to, 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 to murder your children for them playing it over and over again. But this one I think is a, uh, has some really good ones. I will say in particular, the song beat, uh, of my own drum or, uh, my own drum is the name of the song. Uh, has so much fun i mean it is it rivals your welcome uh on moana as just being this bombastic all over the place um and then these like internal rhymes on on top of internal rhymes over the rap section which just if you're a hip-hop head uh i mean it's just fun it's just fun to how how is he rhyming these things how is he drawing them in together just a ton of fun. My kids love it. I think we've seen it like three or four times in our house. it's a it's a big one, and I think it's one most families haven't heard of. So I think y'all are gonna have a good time with it. Uh, but we also think it's a great opportunity to to really and maybe not even talk to your kids about it, but experience it with your kids. This is a movie that I think it the real goal of this movie is to talk about how what a blessing and a life-giving thing music can be. Uh, that in this movie, it's the music is what draws the characters together it's what really has these this kind of long lost love that goes on it's what draws it together and it's a way that this young <laughs> kinkajou <laughs> monkey uh kind of get grieved because he finally hears this song the whole thing is about um vivo is this kind of monkey sidekick of this uh kind of um uh, whatever they call buskers, right? The people who play music on the street. They're, they, yeah. uh, and this old man, and he had written a song with one of his songwriting partners that he was in love with. She went off and became famous, and uh, went to Miami. And um, they are, he ends up passing away. Uh, and they're they're in Cuba, and he ends up passing away. And um, Vivo decides to take that song to this woman. Ah, uh, to get her to kind of be involved with it, and the moment that they play that, it's just about how this music can be this powerful, emotional thing. Uh, and I know for years, Donnie and I have not only connected over movies, we've connected over music, um, and uh, our love of it. We've we've sang together. We've been we've done we we did a pretty iconic uh, ballad of Justin Bieber's "Baby" featuring Ludacris with Donnie and I doing that together. You remember that, my friend.
1: I do. I do. That was uh that was a moment that uh those people that were in attendance uh got a a fantastic performance and it one that hasn't been seen since.
0: I will say this. I, this is me kind of throwing it out there to the world. I know that she listens to our other podcast. I don't know if she listens to this podcast. So Sydney, you can tell me if you listen to this. But a a good friend of mine. I w- I would call her a sister of mine. Uh Sydney who uh, when she very first came to our church, the very first time her and I ever met was she came to that first Friday where we played that. It was me and Donnie playing that. And she walked up to me afterwards. I said, so how did you enjoy And she goes, I thought you did a great job on that song. And I thought, dear Lord, this is the nicest lady who could ever live. Because that was something else. So Sydney, if you watch this, text me, let me know, Hey, I saw that. And yes, I do remember that. And let me know, was it actually good? Was it, any, <laughs> was it any good? Cause I, I don't think it was, but Sydney's been a long time friend of mine, friend of my family. Uh, and anyway, music brought me and Sydney together as well. So, uh, but here's the deal. Music is not only this blessing to our life. It's a thing that brings joy, helps us to express ourselves, express our emotion It's also one of the things that Jesus, I mean, the the scriptures, I should say, command us to do. They Mm -hmm. command us to sing to God, that we are commanded to use this gift of music to praise God, to put him at the center of our lives through singing. Music is an important thing. And maybe you're a parent and you're not musical and you're not crazy about music. You're like Sawyer. You prefer to just like sit in a hole somewhere and like, just like, look at pictures of sad
2: children. I don't I don't know what I don't know what okay so, let's 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 ease off on making me a creep okay I, I'm not a dancer said, that's what I said all I okay. said is I'm not a dancer
0: I don't know if you're like Sawyer and you just like to go like punch cows or like what whatever it is that Sawyer does in his free time when he's not singing. But regardless <laughs> so if you're not even if you're like Sawyer and you don't like music uh, this is an important way to help your kids love Jesus. So uh, let's talk about that. Let's first just talk about the fact of why is it important to teach our kids songs that 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 elevate God, that are praise songs, are songs about God. Why is that important? So, Donnie, why don't you start us? Uh,
1: I will give you a great example because my kids have become so enamored with um, different singers, uh, like uh, Christian singers and stuff like that, and Christian artists. To the point where they will wake up listening to the radio and they are singing these songs and they're remembering these words. And then when I'm telling them about the words and I'm explaining them, like you realize like they're saying these things, it's like this comes from this, and it gets them even closer to it. Because I think it's so music just takes you to a place that sometimes you can't say without that musical undertone. Like there are like there are songs that you've listened to that when you read the lyrics they don't quite get you there but when you put that music under it like uh it just it changes the entire thing because they love this song called the goodness um and i think it's by like toby mack and they love uh a ton of the uh torn well stuff like he's like one of their favorites and yeah the the thing about it is that when you're singing those songs and they're and they're things that are talking about who jesus is and there is a level of joy and peace in them and the excitement that comes from it. And like, when you, when you introduce these things to your kids, like, and help them understand it's like songs, music. These are things that God has, has loved since he, he put us here, like from the beginning, because there's a reason why there's, you know, songs that David sang, like the songs that he wrote to God, because, God loves music. And it's like, when you help kids understand, it's like, yes, you're, you know, the music is, is all these different things, but there's, there's so much opportunity for us to praise God and give glory to God through song. So.
0: Well, and I think to, to piggyback on that, I think, especially just with praise music in particular, to be able to teach our kids music. And this is why much of the early church, when they, when they had it was at a time where they didn't have uh, the written word readily available. And so not every church had every piece of scripture, but these psalms, which is a large chunk of scripture, were put to music. They were ways for us to sing these truths about God and to get them into our head for people who were illiterate and they couldn't necessarily read and write and they couldn't figure it out. We know that some of the most important parts of the New Testament, Philippians 2, Colossians 1, that they are poetry but most people think are probably psalms of praise. These ideas of, you know, uh, with in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then it goes into this song, who being in very nature was God, you know, did not consider equality with God to something to be used to his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself of his divine privileges. Like all of these things become these songs that they would sing because they're ways to get the truth of God stuck in us. Just like any of us have had songs stuck in our head. You know, and all of us, I think, have experienced this. You know, Jesus loves me. As I'm saying, Jesus loves me, this I know. As I'm just speaking the words, you're saying the tune in your head Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And then it'll get stuck in your head and you'll be walking around going, Yes, Jesus loves me. Well, what a better thing to have in your kid's head when they go to sleep at night or when they're resting. That the the words in their heads are, yes, Jesus loves me. Or you were talking about the song, The Goodness. I think of the song we sing, The Goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. They have that in their head. All my life, you have been so, so good. And it gets stuck in your head that when you're alone with your thoughts, and what many of us, especially as you get to your teenage years and your adult years, what's in your head is, I wonder if anyone likes me. I wonder if I'm any good. I wonder if my life matters. I wonder if everything's going to be okay. I'm worried about this test grade. I'm worried about this job. I'm worried about this. And your mind is just mindlessly resting on worry or anger or lust. What it could rest on is, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. How powerful that could be. Now, I know that he prefers to, to spend his time just like setting fires in 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 the Walmart in Peachtree City.
2: Whoa, 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 but, whoa, 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 whoa! No, but no, no. that was but, some fourteen-year-old girl. Okay, but,
0: but Sawyer, is going to talk about <laughs> Sawyer Hewlett arrested for uh, Sawyer Hewlett. talk a little bit though. I do know that you yeah. enjoy music. You and I have had several conversations about music. Uh, so, so what, what do you find helpful, especially someone who, who teaches, uh, youth teaches, uh, uh, our students, what do you think is helpful in teaching them about the importance of music, especially in their relationship with God?
2: Yeah. So I, I think that we as humans, and I say that because this is because uh, you're I've not seen, a human, I I like, no, because I've seen this in my life and I've seen it in other people. We When we hear, we associate music with when we first heard a song is the thing. That's and right. and I think that the mo- the movie we're talking about Vivo even actually goes into that a little bit with um, well there is research just character that, art that, so. that to let
0: you know there is research that music is linked to memory. In fact, I know um, our worship leader uh, Joel at our church his uh, his girlfriend uh that is she is at, working in music therapy and that's one of the things that they use for like alzheimer's patients and dementia patients is music to help and they've actually seen it reconnect some of those synapses through music so to support what Sawyer's saying absolutely there's scientific evidence behind
2: that yeah and so going off of that the like i think a lot about the songs that i heard when i was a kid um both at church and independently and i'll never forget um my dad um, is not like me and that he has musical talent. Um, he He's very good at playing the guitar and he has a pretty good singing voice as well. And so he would, it drove me crazy because usually it's how he would either start or finish his day by playing his guitar and singing a worship song. Um, and it would drive me crazy because it, either I would be trying to do homework late at night and I would hear my dad belting it, or I would wake up to him playing his guitar at 6.30 in the morning. And it was it was just annoying. But like looking back on, it, I think about the songs that he sang in those settings and stuff like that. And I think teenagers have this thing where if there's a level of inescapability that they have when it comes to mute, that like people have when it comes to music is the thing. And so for me, like the song that like seems to follow me around and every time, and like back then I like was annoyed by its existence, but like now th- the song "Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing" it's an old hymn. I I don't know who listens to this podcast, so maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't, but like, there is a line in it that like can like activate tears for me. I can't even say it because I'll start crying on the podcast. Tune thy
0: heart to sing thy
2: praise. That is not it. Oh, okay. I'm just just trying to throw some out there. (laughs) So the thing is, streams of mercy never ceasing. Nope. Okay. (laughs) Because eventually you're going to get it. Okay. And so
0: and then we will the see real is, human emotion come out of Sawyer instead of the laughter he comes at when he looks at car crashes.
2: Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't stay serious. Like, but like I think there's a level to which those moments follow us, is the thing. And like um, I think that if we can create the setting where our kid where your kids are going to like where the pursuit of jesus through music is going to be inescapable to them if you can create that environment and encourage it it's just going to help because here's the thing i think about the lyrics in that song come now found is the thing and i think about the song as a whole um a song that's about dealing with sin and stuff like that and how we're not defined by that stuff and how even in my sinful moments, that song has been a thing that has been constant. Um, and there is there's just a level to which I think th- kids and students are very very they're, they're prone to having fresh ideas implanted in their brain, and music is such a good way to do that. Is the thing um, you you mentioned like how Megan Thee Stallion might sound good, but like the lyrics are bad on the adverse, like a song like Come Now Found is very profound when you figure out what, it, what the words mean. Cause it's like old English is the thing. But as you learn what the words mean that it's going through, it's very profound and very memorable. And it just, it, I think music in general has that staying well, ability. Yes,
0: And culturally sense. the music is no longer a bop, but
2: yes, exactly. But,
0: but it's very really, clear. really powerful. I would, I'll throw this onto what you're saying there. Sawyer is um, my, my mom used to sing all the time when we were kids. She had lullabies she would sing to us. I remember going to bed and there were specific ones she would sing to us, but then there were just other ones. I remember listening to my mom sing Jesus Loves Me and still to this day, now I think she would be okay with me saying, my mom is not a good singer uh, and she's probably okay with me saying that, but I objectively know that. But there is not much better a sound to me than to listen to my mom sing praise to God. She often is in her office. One day uh, over the holidays, um, there was one day that it was just me. And I think like my dad was down in his office on the other side. And my mom who's in the office right next to me was there. I think we're the only ones. And she was just singing loudly to this Hillsong worship stuff. And it was emotional for me because it immediately reminded me of being a kid and growing up listening to my mom, just singing to, to Jesus throughout our house. And I, this is what I would, this is what I want to encourage parents on is the importance of your kids hearing you sing, even if you're not good, and especially in particular singing to Jesus, like yep. you know, not singing Old Town Road. They don't ever have to hear you sing that, but like to hear you sing, Jesus loves me, or to hear you sing a, a, one of our worship songs that they would know there is a power that gets to that. In fact, I was at a church church conference years ago about multicultural church by becoming a multi-ethnic church and this, and they were talking about how people people can experience God in any language, you know, so if, mm-hmm. if you speak Spanish, but you can hear it. If you understand English, you can, but they said that really the most powerful way that they can hear it is to hear it in what they call their mother tongue. And what they mean is, and he says in particular, they need to hear that Jesus loves them in the same language that they heard their mother sing to them as a baby that there is something emotional about that. And I just think it's critical for us to be doing that with our kids. Now, Donnie, it looks like you want to say something. So I want to throw it to you here.
1: I mean, I'm just thinking about like, when I hear, when I hear my kids singing those songs and I think about how, like we talk about and we read the scriptures and things like that. And if we can help to find new ways, especially when it comes to with music, where we're ingraining that word in them. And it comes to mind quickly because we all want, we always want to be able to recall the scripture when we need it. And when, when times come about, like, and a lot of times before we remember sometimes the scripture, it might remember a song. And if the song is scripturally based and there's context in there and they go, you know, like, and they say things like, you're the goodness in my life, you know, and they're singing that, and they and they're dealing with difficult things and they start singing that song. they're reminded of, okay, yes, Jesus, you are the goodness in my life. like you are all the good that I have' in, like and like it talks about how like I think one of the lyrics specifically says like you made the rain so when it falls on me should I complain? Mm. It's like and I'm like, that's such a good lyric because I think so yeah. many times our kids and us in general, we see bad things. We see things that happen. And the first thing we think of is this is, I don't like this. This is terrible. And I go, let me ask you a question. Isn't there good that comes from it? It's like, yeah, it, it may rain, but doesn't a rainbow come after it? Like, and when we deal with all these different things, like look at how it could be. And it's not the idea of going, Hey, you know, everything works this way or whatever. It's like, but isn't God still there? Isn't God so present right. in those moments And when you sing those songs and, and like when I hear them sing it, all, my heart like gets really like happy. And I start kind of like, I get, I get kind of emotional cause I'm like, you know, and then when I'm like, I'll play some songs with them, like, uh, from like the worship songs we sing at church and they'll just sit there and just, just sing along with me. And, yeah. and they're just, and you can see, it's like, I I look at that and I go, I know they got is smiling because, to hear his children, you know, singing songs of worship, and like you said, I mean, I, I make the joke of going to church and like being at church is like the the best auto tune because God is like I I don't hear the the tune or the out of tune right. <laughs> the tonality I hear the I hear the good sounds of my you know the people that love me singing worship to me you know and I love that so yeah that was just
0: and I think thing. that's huge and I think f- to teach our kids. Um, you know, I I lead a prayer time every morning on uh, our church Facebook page. And part of that is that I sing every morning. And I found that just being able to sing every morning and every night to God is this powerful way of setting my heart where it belongs, which is that God is the center of everything. That even like you said, when I'm worried, when I'm upset, when I'm in a kind of disappointed or complaining mood, when I put Jesus at the center, or even if I'm in a really good mood, like sometimes when I'm really happy, I want to just like, ramp up the pleasure, ramp ramp up the excitement. I'm in that moment. I'm not putting God at the center. When I choose to stop and say, you know, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Like to remind myself that every good thing comes from God. And even in bad moments, every good thing comes from God. To have those moments are really important and to teach them to our kids. But I want to throw this out. You don't have to just sing songs that like specifically talk about God. There is a way like to just thank God for music by enjoying it by listening yeah. to good songs that are just enjoyable. You know, you used to always say, it is possible to worship God while listening to Beyonce because you say, thank God for Beyonce. Thank God that you made someone who can sing like this, who can craft music like this. Now, I do want to say, there are some songs that I think are more difficult to worship God because the content of the songs naturally lead my mind away from Christ. There are songs I've had to say to my kids like, hey, we're not going to listen to that song Uh, Because I don't want those words to be the words that are on repeat in your head. And I don't just mean like explicit language. I just mean there are certain themes I just don't want in your head over and over and over again. But there's a lot of what we would call secular music, you know, music that is not produced by Christians that we listen to and we dance to and that we just have fun to and we sing along to because it's just important for us to go. And, And I tell them every time when it's done, I say, hey, let's just thank God for music. Let's just thank God that He created something that would sound good. Just like when you look at a a movie or a piece of art, and you and it makes your heart just explode because it's so beautiful. There's a way that music does that for us. So I think it's important, Donnie. I I know you're you're big into singing and dancing with your kids. Is is that something that's a regular part of your house?
1: Oh yeah, like at least at least once a day there is some music going in the house. And like ever since we put a radio, like a clock radio, in their room, is they they have it on the dial. And like, from the time they wake up, it's that comes on. Music, and music, just, music, And that's just like, and I love that because they, they, they gravitate toward it. And I'm like, and it's just such an uplifting thing because there's so much in the world that we could focus on. Like yeah. when we first, and if the first thing my kids hear when they wake up is something that brings joy to their heart, and before they go to bed they they hear something that puts joy in their heart before they lay down it reminds right. them that in the midst of everything that's going on i woke up and i saw god and when yes. i went to sleep i saw who god was like so in the everything that happened in between god was still there and we just have to be reminded that even even when things are troubling or difficult or whatever it may be god's god's still playing the tune that keeps us in, keeps us you know in line with him
0: That's great, Uh, and so I want to end it here because this is this is a short movie. This is a short episode. Uh, We just really want to encourage you: sing with your kids, dance with your kids, teach them to enjoy music and to enjoy Jesus. That one way to so there are multiple ways to honor God with music. One is to sing songs to God, and that should be number one. We should be singing songs to God regularly in our families that we're just teaching them. Hey, let's just praise God when something good happens. Let's sing a song of blessing to God. Let's When something bad is going on, let's sing a song that tells that we trust in God. Let's just sing to God. Let's make it a part of our day that we sing and we rejoice always. But sometimes a way to honor God is just to enjoy music. You know, over one thing I think people love about Christmas and they don't even realize, I know people know they love Christmas music. I think that's one of the big deals that people don't realize is how much people who even hate music sing along to Christmas music. There's something about the season and I think the music sets the tone and that your house could just be full of music. It's why, by the way, most people, because they don't listen to jazz. I love jazz. I love to listen to jazz. Most people associate jazz with Christmas music because most of the the nostalgic Christmas music you think of comes from the 1940s and 50s and 60s, and there's something nostalgic about it. There's something that's family feeling about. When you hear jazz, you think of Christmas, you think of your family, you have those feelings. We can create that about all kinds of stuff and just teaching our kids honor jesus by using your body to move and to dance and to laugh and enjoy everything it is don't be like mr sawyer and just sit quietly to wait and watch the sun to rise noiselessly in his apartment be a human being <laughs> come to life in the middle of all that and we want to help your kids do that to love jesus and his way of life more we've got a great movie next week to help that happen we hope to see you next